Okay, you started with questions, and I was like, hold on, this is podcast adjacent. We should just save it. Okay. Uh, they're making a new Halloween? They they made a new Halloween. Okay. Uh, it's called Halloween. Cool. <laughs> it's the third movie called Halloween. Yeah. It's not a reboot. It's a sequel to Halloween, the original. So it's Halloween 2. It's Halloween 2 but, called Halloween. But Halloween... Wait. Yes. So negate... Okay. Ha- so, so Halloween 2 takes place like the next night, right? Or yes. the next Halloween. But this... It's been a while since I've seen it. In order for this new movie then, you just delete everything other than the first movie. But Halloween 2 was... Well, I mean, I've only seen 1 and 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. I liked Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. I don't want to delete it. I'll delete Halloween 2 Rob Zombies out of my brain just fine. Mm-hmm. Fucking white horse bullshit. <laughs> I'll delete that right out of my brain. Yes, but my favorite part too is that like Jamie Lee Curtis is in both. So it's like you just have these parallel universes. Yeah. One where she's 40 years younger. Yeah. All right then. Um, yeah. It's crazy that it's called Halloween though. Like that's the biggest thing that I don't get. It's like the Rambo movies. Yeah. Isn't the last one just called John Rambo? Uh, so the first one is called First Blood. Mm-hmm. The second one is called Rambo First Blood Part 2. The third one is just called Rambo 3. And the fourth one is just called Rambo. So the first Rambo isn't called Rambo, yeah. but the second and fourth are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you do that with Rocky too? No, like it's just Rocky. It's Rocky but it goes to Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. At least he put his last name. It's true. Yeah. So he could have done John Rambo, but he just went Rambo. That's what I thought it was. I honestly thought it was John Rambo. So, yeah, that's the answer to your Halloween question. And and it's like they constantly just keep like creating these new new universes and throwing away other ones and things. You haven't seen the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but no. it is a direct it is a prequel to the original my mom's freaking out currently he's still going yeah so fill me in on that uh so marianne likes to take pictures she's a photographer um and so she got some like fake nose ring things and i put one in my nose and i took a picture and i sent it to my mom and she's like oh that's so funny and then she's like what is that and i was like well i got it pierced and she's like no you did not are you serious and I was like, why? Why are you having this reaction? And then she told me, she freely gave me permission. I'm 34 years old, not that I need permission from my mother. But you kind of do. But, I but now, you, you kind of do. Okay, like, now I have it. <laughs> that I'm free to get my nipples pierced. That I'm free to pierce my penis. But I cannot pierce my nose. You should, like. And she's still freaking out. You should legit get an eyebrow piercing or something. <laughs> just like, even more so. Um. But, but what I said by you need it, though, is like knowing you, like if you were to, something would really bother your mom, you would let it impact, you wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. I like mean, you're a mama's boy, not not a bashing, you're just saying yeah. you're a mama's boy, you yeah, want her to definitely. not, you don't want to disappoint her in any I way. I didn't move away for college because, yeah, I'm a mama's boy. Yeah. I'm, so I, if she was legitimately like, this is very important to me, do not do this, <laughs> you wouldn't do it. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing to be, but yeah. like I, I tell like whenever we go out with my mom or anything, 
have to make sure, like, Marianne, because she can't really handle perfume and stuff, like, you know, you have to be very, very, uh, have a very deft touch with the perfume. Mm-hmm. Not that she goes overboard, but um, I sometimes do. Do those two get along? Yeah. Good. Um, I mean, Marianne's weird. She, like, she, has, you know, has anxiety and stuff, um, so I think she kind of gets freaked out, like... They've yet to hang out together by themselves. Like, I've tried to push that. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, because they're my two favorite women in the world. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want them to have a relationship, but she always drags me by the collar. Well, I'm sure it's been without having any. Th- Oops. There you go. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. It's been a little bit. Um, like, the only thing that they have to connect to them together is you, though. So they just end up talking shit about you the whole time. Yeah. I'm fine with that. At least, yeah. My mom and my wife never spent substantial time together until there was a kid to act as a catalyst. So, yeah. Um, but we're, we're recording this on the last day of my vacation. The last okay. time we recorded it was the very first. Mm-hmm. So we've done the trip. We've came back. I went from my high of being like, "Woo, I'm on vacation," to like, "Fuck, I'm off vacation," and just pouting around the house all day, just being bitter that my vacation's over. What did you like more, the vacation vacation or the staycation portion of the vacation? Um, I'm good with both, and I'm glad that I did it in this order. Mm-hmm. Like, it's much better to come back and have a few days than okay. try to come back and, and uh, but it was depressing in that, like, I think my kids were just as excited to get home as they were to leave. Like, I know I was, but, like, yeah. I want them to be disappointed when they come home. Exactly. So I feel like, it's like, if, you, if I knew you guys were this fucking happy to see the dogs at the house, then... I'll just save my money next time and we won't do this. Taking a trip around the block a few times and come back. Um, But it was good. We went to to Canada. We went to Niagara Falls. Um, Our third time being there, the first time for my youngest son, so it was good. Um, Cool. uh, The only thing there worth repeating is like they really wanted to do this go-kart thing. Like they have these new go-karts that are inspired by – they market as it's inspired by Mario Kart. Okay. Which they're just go-karts. Yeah. But it's very... Do they let you ram into other people? No. No. Okay. Um, and they Do got they pissed have... when I started throwing the banana peels. Mm. Um, they have balloons but... that you like have to pop? <laughs> no. Um, but basically, it's like it goes up to like four stories in a big circle, and then you go down real quick. So cool. it was cool. But the anticipation leading up to it of, I am a big dude am I going to be able to get on these go-karts? Oh, yeah. Like, that was the... And I made it. It was fine, and we did it twice. But, like, I asked the ticket taker, like, am I going to be good? And he said yes, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, if I wasn't going to be good, you know how much he would enjoy watching me do that walk of shame. Yeah. And I was anticipating that walk of shame, also because my... you're just going... You just start, and they're just sparks... (laughs) You're just dragging the whole frame. Exactly. Like, you said I was good to go. But it was. Oh, you mean the man giggling behind the controls? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But my four year old was too young to ride. Um, I guess he just turned five yesterday. So my five year old was too young to drive. So he had to be my rider. So not only was I anticipating the walk of shame. But I was also nervous about doing the walk of shame while dragging my child away crying because we couldn't do it. Um, and everything ended up fine, but it was definitely a little like, I don't know how this is going to go. Daddy likes tacos too much. (laughs) Daddy loves tacos more than he loves you. I'm sorry. Uh, 
but but i like my wife didn't do it so she's watching as i'm like looking her in the eyes like getting the seatbelt, like trying to make sure like is this gonna go i'm adjusting the straps looking her in the eyes and stuff and i can just see her she's like you're fine you're fine but i know in her head she's like please be fine because this is gonna suck for him <laughs> then question uh-huh. do you if you hadn't lost the the weight since the beginning of this tattoo challenge do you feel like you would have been able to it would have been tighter i mean the 50 pounds was 50 pounds is a lot 50 like pounds is a lot. so yeah it would have been a little tighter it i might have happened but i don't know if i would have tried it if i was also 50 pounds heavier hmm. um you're welcome thank you thank you um we Thanks for the candy we went <laughs> We went to, there was a bunch of candy that I saw that I wanted to buy, Mm -hmm. but I knew based off of our trip that we were taking, this shit was going to sit in the car for a substantial length of time. So I couldn't buy them. Um, But there were things that I'd never heard of. So I knew you weren't going to get them, but I would be so much more impressed if you would have got them. You ship them home. (laughs) That would take some commitment. I need a piece of dry ice and then just ship it. (laughs) And then like pay the import fees and all that stuff. Like. Yeah. Worth it. Um, maybe. <laughs> you spent more money on stupider stuff for this podcast. That's true. That's true. Um, and it wasn't bad this time, but before, like, they very were interested in everything that we were bringing in and out. Um, By they, the food. you mean the countries? Yes. Yes. Um, how, how was crossing the border with two children? It was a non-issue at all. Okay. Um, zero, zero issue. Um yeah, it, it was fine. They asked each of them their names coming into the United States and going in. They didn't. They just asked how many people were in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're not allowed to bring fruits or vegetables across the border, but I think you would have been fine. Yeah, you, you can, but they'd like limit it to this many ounces per person and stuff like that. That was a um, bad joke. I know. Just gloss right but, past it. But, uh, but like we did our research and stuff to make sure. Um, but yeah, so on the way back. We came the other way around the Great Lakes, and we went to a, a big water park in Ohio. Oh, cool. Um, so it was really good. We had a good time there. Um, but it, but I, I found myself, my other son just turned nine, and I'm, like, anticipating the, 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 the teenage years when I'm not cool anymore, and I'm already seeing it happening because him and I wanted to do, mostly me is where the story is, I wanted to do, <laughs> I wanted to do the bigger cooler things like the giant tubes that you go down and the big slides and stuff mm-hmm. but i wanted him to be my catalyst so i'm like i'm just going on this big tube because my nine-year-old wants to go yeah but he when he would do something he would just run off and do the next thing or he kept wanting to like go in the lazy river and i was just like come on son let's go do the tubes again he's the like go by yourself exactly your feet <laughs> no i've paid money i want to go on the big ass tubes i want to go down these slides i didn't pay money to be lazy <laughs> but like i would totally pay money to be lazy there was uh like the very first thing to go down these big slides you have to go like across like a rope bridge and stuff mm-hmm. and i think they didn't have any signs or restrictions for weight or size like everybody would have been fine but at the same time they definitely made it slightly a physical challenge to climb up all of these things to make it to get there mm-hmm. and i think that was just them filtering through themselves like if you made it all the way up here you you can you're probably you're, not going to get stuck in the tube yeah exactly <laughs> um but there was moments when i was like where's like the escalator <laughs> looking around at this thing <laughs> like climbed up those nets and stuff um, really the only hiccup we had going into that is uh, right before we, we got checked into the second hotel for the 
the big water park thing is we stopped at a grocery store and we ran in and uh, wanted to get a case of water and stuff. You're still giggling because your mom's still texting you, right? Are you still keeping yeah. this charade up? No, I, I I gave in, but she uh, she said, okay, makes me feel better about what I said. I was beginning to feel bad to think you really pierced it and I was being a smart ass. <laughs> and I'm going to tell her, well, maybe she should learn a lesson here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for you to finish texting while we'll, we'll all wait. Just I'm doing wording. it because it's a bit. If it, <laughs> if it wasn't a bit <laughs> that we joking. talked on on the podcast, I'm just joking. I wouldn't be rude. I and know text you're not rude. You're good. Podcast. Anyway, so we uh, get there. We're going to run into the grocery store, get a few things for the room uh, because we were being conservative with what we were bringing food wise back into the, to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So uh, my older son doesn't want to go in. Like that's fine. We'll run in. Here's one of our phones. Do not unlock the car for anyone. Uh, if you have, if somebody's trying to get in, you need something, call 911. All right? It's fine. We've done this before. It's not a big deal. So we go in. We're in the store 10, 15 minutes. We come out, and I'm putting the stuff in, and my son had tried to call us at one point. So I left him my phone, but we left my wife's phone in the car as well. Okay. Because he was having an emergency. An emergency culminated with him shitting his pants in the car because he had fallen asleep for the six or seven hour drive from Canada to Ohio and didn't realize how much of an emergency he had. So luckily we were right beside the hotel, but uh, yeah, we had to try to figure out how to get him into the hotel having just recently shit his pants. Just smuggle him in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and luckily, like we had the early uh, hotel check-in, they were ready to go for us like four hours early. Nice. Because otherwise, I w- would I have just taken him in and like threw him down the slide? <laughs> or what the hell was I going to do? I don't know. So he just wipes on the way down. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, yeah it was. Did uh, he hit a bolt or two to get in there. It was. Uh, it wasn't great, <laughs> but uh, we made it through. Uh, how was your week? You This was your first real week of new job? Yeah. Uh, first full week. Um, it's fun. I'm I'm having a blast. Uh, I'm doing... It's it's not what I... Th- it's... Yeah. It's working with a different framework. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It's fun. I'm getting to do what I want to do. And this... They seem very much like... Um, get your get your stuff done make the product better but we're we we want you to keep checking in but we're not gonna like hover over you which is good which is um what i i kind of had in the other job the other job had us uh a sense of urgency so that we couldn't accomplish things and this one i feel like you know we just spent two or three days making everything better Whereas we didn't have time to do that at my other job, um, and that was depressing. And so I'm really really enjoying this. Good, good. Uh, This is also the first first week where uh, all the cats have been together. Because before, you know, there were Oh, the segregation has ended? The segregation has ended. Uh, Does Donald Trump approve of this? Probably not. Okay. I feel like I need to build a wall. (laughs) Yeah. so the other night we're watching um, 
the new Martin Short and Steve Martin um, special on Netflix. I don't think I like Martin Short. Um, watch the thing. Okay. Because with Steve Martin, he's tolerable. Because uh, I, I, I kind of feel you. Yeah. He he does a little bit of Jiminy Glick, but there's just enough um, Steve Martin around so that it, it takes the edge off. It's okay. Good. He's like the palate cleanser. Yeah. He's like the cream cheese that makes it salvageable. Sure. Uh, everything everything in your life revolves around cheese, doesn't it? Most of the things in my life is just a conduit to eat more cheese. Yeah. Uh, but I decided, hey, uh, you know what would go great with this Netflix special? Cheese. S- some nachos. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like in in the doorway to the kitchen, um, so that I can see the TV and make the nachos at the same time. And then I kind of go back into the living room to watch a bit. And then I realize five or six of the six cats are all just right around there all at once. Like, what are you doing? Hey, I think I smell food. And they're all just like right there. And I just, it was like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the video of the woman who has like 58 cats. And then she goes in the room and feeds them all. And it just, it felt like that. I've seen some animal hoarder episodes, man. Yeah. You seen those? No. Oh, it's the most depressing thing in the world. Probably. And I kind of love it. Like my wife and I always watch like the lockdown show, mm-hmm. like where you just watch people that are going to spend their entire life in jail. And we've always watched them. We really enjoy them. And it wasn't until like literally yesterday I was like, you know, I think we like this just because we're watching people that have worse lives than we do. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we, yeah. yeah. She was in touch with that and you weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, you've come around. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. never had that much self-realization to know. There you go. Yeah. Um, so there's no barriers now. Everybody's living together in harmony. Uh, mostly harmony. Yeah. There were, there were nights, you know, there was, there was kind of a, a, a waiting period, a temporary probationary period we'll call it that that's the word i was looking for where during the day they would be out but at night we would still segregate um but now they're all they they seem fine how many are you at now six six that's so sad dude yeah that's where your mom needed to draw the line with you was these cats not piercings so uh in less than two weeks marianne is going to california for three weeks Last time that she went to California without me, there was one cat to take care of and a bunch of plants, and like all the plants died, but I kept the cat alive, so I feel okay about that. Mm-hmm. Now there are six cats, and two of them are kittens. Do you get the same scoring system as the candy bar game? <laughs> the 50% or more, yeah. then you win? Yeah, I think so. I hope <laughs> so. I don't feel like that works. Like, if she comes home and there's one gone... Yeah. Going five out of six is not going to be good enough, man. Uh, luckily, luckily the new job, I'm thinking uh, I don't want to clean a litter box, so I may just invest in robot litter boxers. Uh, we had one of those at one point that it was like it hooked up almost like a toilet, so yeah, they would walk out one. and they would grab it and it would clean, and it worked for good. Um, the only problem with it was is that they obviously when they get in and out, they're going to drag pieces with them and those things were expensive to like refill um but in the long run i'm sure it's cheaper than buying i'm looking at one that's like a looks like a concrete mixer kind of um but you put like regular litter in it Mm -hmm. so we're still gonna have the litter expense but 
um, I think it'll be better off. Because um, the one you're talking about, uh, so uh, last week at my new job, I mentioned to the the guy that I work most closely with that I have cats, and he goes, have you automated your cat life yet? <laughs> and, and so he's like, oh man, I got this. So here's this cat box. It's totally hackable. You, you can get on GitHub and get all this code to hack it. There's this guy who sells for 50 bucks this thing so then you don't need to use their solution anymore and blah 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 uh and then he's like yeah we have automatic feeder automatic water everything like you need you really need to automate your cat life and i'm just like i'm like these they're barely my cats (laughs) (laughs) as long as they like aren't actively shitting on me i think i'm fine but that's my barrier but having babies on use they did do that I want to point that back out. <laughs> yeah. They did have a baby on me. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of babies, autopsy of Jane Doe. Wait. We watched Trollhunter first. We watched Trollhunter first. There's no babies in this movie. There's no babies in either movie. No, but I needed a segue, so it's what I rolled. <laughs> ran with. Uh, he does talk about murdering babies. He Newborns. What is he talking Oh, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. There we go. There you go. Good. Uh, give us a synopsis and your overall thoughts on Trollhunter. Uh, Trollhunter is a found footage film about a um, group of college kids in Norway who um, meet up with what they don't realize is a troll hunter. They're following like a bear. Um, poacher. A bear he thinks attacks. he's a poacher. He thinks he's a poacher, yeah. Uh, and they get dragged into this whole world of hey trolls exist and they're secretly kept at bay good overall thoughts uh, i enjoyed it, it I, I, I there were definitely a couple of moments where it's like why would they be filming this but i feel like as far as most found footage movies go it, it, there weren't a lot of them yeah well, they're the worst found footage movies that's all you can think about constantly right and i think for the most part this one does a good job of justifying it Mm, that's why I think Blair Witch and Chronicle, I think, are the two best um, found footage movies mm-hmm. because they total. I think I don't think you ever feel that. Why are they filming this? Sure. Um, so yeah, good. Um, so let's dive in. Dive in. Okay. So Troll Hunter, we said uh, it's this group of college students. They're following this guy that they think is a poacher um, because uh, they're they begin by interviewing bear hunters in Norway. So this is a Norwegian movie. Um, and these bear hunters are like, yeah, we, this guy always shows up around the time when these bears are, mm-hmm. these tracks don't really make sense. Why the fuck would this bear walk like this? They don't, they don't, they don't make sense. They don't make sense. But luckily there's somebody there from the government that's like, what are you talking about? Of course this makes sense. Yeah. I'm the expert. You're just a local hick farmer hunter. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, and the crew's like, all right, let's follow this dude in the Range Rover and see why he's poaching these bears. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is entirely in Norwegian. Yes. Uh, this, this is her second foreign language film. Is that it? I think it was just uh, the the Spanish witch movie, right? Uh, we did Old Boy, too. Oh, yeah, Old Boy. So which you Old Boy. Old yeah, boy. So a third. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, where was I? I'm sorry. So uh, they decide they're going to follow him. So they kind of follow him from from 
campground to campground and he goes over ferries and he's kind of just driving all over the fucking countryside right Mm -hmm. um they end up uh there ends up being another bear that gets killed around where he is Mm -hmm. and again they're like what the fuck is this bear doing here yeah um and they keep trying to confront him he wants nothing to do with them Mm -hmm. tell him to go away yep uh they end up following him deeper into the woods because uh, he is, he's got a little trailer that he follows around with him, and it stinks, and he's got lights put up all around it. Yeah, they like uh, mic his trailer, yes, and hear him saying that he's going to go out. Yes, yeah. This annoyed me because they mic him. The, the dude sleeps during the day, and does all of his shit at night mm-hmm. for the most part, unless he's traveling. Yeah, but they show him miking him when it's dark and then a minute later he has a phone conversation yeah that annoyed me why wouldn't they mic him during the day when they knows that's when he's not active yeah that annoyed me yeah anyway um so they end up following him into the woods and this is where the movie really takes off yeah um because what's he doing in the woods uh yeah so they're like deep in the woods they come to this fence and there's a big sign that says hey don't come here this is like a blasting area they totally ignore that, go through, and then the road just kind of ends. Not only does he ignore it, he woods. just chucks the fucking sign. <laughs> like I was like, if I'm busted into this, I'm at least like locking up like it was when yeah. I left. No, he just chucks the sign into the brush. Fuck this. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the road just kind of ends. It just stops being a road. Mm-hmm. It just becomes grass. Yeah. And so, like, I guess this is where we get out. Yeah. And they uh, follow him and they're going through the woods and then they see this bright flashing light uh and then he shows up and yells troll run and they run away yep uh one dude ends up getting attacked by a bear like Mm -hmm. his shoulder gets all cut up yeah and shit but it's slimy it's slimy it doesn't make any sense uh they go back to the car. They go back. They attempt to go back to the car, but the car is laying on its side. It looks like it just got T Rex from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. The uh, tires are missing. They're missing. They're, there's no tires on there. Mm-hmm. After they had seen the dude throw a tire randomly on the countryside, yeah. Um, and they're kind of debating about it. He's checking him out. He tapes him up and everything. They talk to him, and a fucking troll shows up. Yeah. What do you think about these trolls? Describe uh, this troll to me. The first one that we meet, and then talk to me about the troll look. The first one is probably. I want to say 20, 22 feet tall. Sure. It's got three heads, mm-hmm. real long legs, like a real long legs, like shorter torso um, for its body shape. Uh, th- I, I want to point out a key thing here is that apparently in Norwegian lore, trolls smell Christian blood. And that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, he says, "Hey, you guys told me that you weren't Christian." This is, when they get back to the troll, they he'd already resigned to having them follow him. Yes. Uh, because yeah, he was just like, "Fuck it, let's let's do this." You want to see some fucking trolls? Go wash your groin in the river <laughs> and put on this <laughs> troll stench, uh, so that they can't smell you. Mm-hmm. And let's do this. Uh. And yeah, I I thought that the, they looked really good. I love the trolls in this movie, and I love that there's so many unique, different trolls. Mm-hmm. Um, they've kind of created this mythology surrounding them. 
yeah. the lore they even we'll talk about a little bit more later but they even get into like the physical attributes of the biology of a troll yeah. like merging the mythology and the biology of it mm-hmm. which i thought was pretty awesome um but if nothing else they took something as seemingly dumb as a troll and made it as believable as you could and unique and and, and turned it from something that would hide under a bridge yeah. which actually there is a lot of bridge play in this there troll is, there stuff there are a lot of bridge play um they, there's a lot of hanging on bridges plus i i, I am an ignorant american but I kind of get the sense that trolls are bigger in Norse mythology than, you know, we just say dumb troll, but I feel like there might be more to it in, in their mythology. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe it's more like our Bigfoot, probably. Or, I, I yeah. You, sure. know, you know what I mean. I mean, you can say Bigfoot and be, it doesn't sound as dumb as troll. Yeah. Or, or like, I think in America, zombies, like, especially right now, sure. are kind of the the in the zeitgeist mm-hmm. the big thing um so we end up seeing this troll and what he ends up doing is he's got these big flash bulbs basically and when they shine with uv light it turns to stone mm-hmm. so it immediately is stone he jackhammers it knocks it down very dangerously by the way yeah very dangerously we've mm-hmm. all seen the america's funniest home videos where bob saget's doing a little voiceover and they're trying to knock down this old barn mm-hmm. and they hit one two by four and the entire thing crumbles yeah that's what hans does with this troll man yeah he just takes a sledgehammer to the leg and timber yeah after he told them to step back like two feet yeah <laughs> step back two feet this big 20 25 pound thing or 20 25 foot thing is gonna fall made somewhere. of concrete yes exactly yeah uh and is it weird? So we, we he's telling us now that he is the only troll hunter in Norway. When they escape from where their designated area is, mm-hmm. he's responsible for finding them and killing them. Right. I feel like the budget should be raised a little bit more in the government for the troll hunting than one dude. It's hard to get TSS funding nowadays. You know? <laughs> we, you know, globally we're moving towards this fascist kind of small government type what? thing. What did you think about his justification for letting them tape? This is the I one. I love it. You think so? I love that he's just like, fuck it. I don't get paid well enough for this. I I don't get paid to keep their secrets. So, yeah, let's do this. What about, see, I had a hard time with this. They, they interview three people that know about trolls. Him, Finn, who was the expert on bears, we, we meet, and he's obviously works for the troll service. Troll security service. Sorry, troll security service. He works for them and is is covering the tracks, literally, um, for them. And even he is kind of like brushes it past. Like, I feel like he immediately would have been willing to kill them or whatever, but I don't know the hierarchy between Finn and Hans to know who works for who. I mean... Finn, I feel like, is his boss. That's what I assume, too. he's the only one in Norway. So... Uh, yeah, I guess it's may, not like they don't have any, but they can't the replace is, him the, with somebody. The problem is, like, he is there. He's the guy who does all their dirty work, right? Yeah. So they need him, but they don't treat him like they need him. I, I don't know. I can totally see that. Okay. Okay. Um... I wanted to see a little bit more of that, I think, so that we could really feel justified for why he was letting them do it. Um, I love how many times our main characters, so they end up to cover where this troll was. They end up having another bear come in that they drop. I 
the bears look bad. Yeah, that bear did. It, it didn't look heavy enough. Like it had four dudes trying to pretend like it was heavy. Right. I don't know but if four. I didn't, I, I didn't think it looked good. I don't think any of the bears in this look good. Um, like they do a close up on a bear, and I was like, it's a bad bear. Yeah. The trolls look better than the bears. Yeah, because the trolls are CGI. Well, also because we don't know what a troll looks like. Sure. <laughs> so maybe maybe it's in that uncanny bear valley. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love that uh, our main dude that got uh, scratched by the troll, Tomas. Tomas. Uh, the the Finn is trying to explain how this bear prints match up. And he's giving him such a hard time. He's like, wait a minute. So the bear's crossing his legs and putting his right foot on the... That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Which he does several times. Yeah, he does. He keeps giving him shit over and over. Well, no, not just Finn. Like, that's kind of what he does. Whenever he interviews someone... um, The power grid guy. Yeah, the power grid guy is, like, the main example, I think, there. It's... He knows... You know, Tomas now knows that trolls are real. But uh, he doesn't feel like he can just give up the secret. Sure right out but like with the power grid guy he's like so this kind of go this goes in a circle that doesn't seem weird to you and he's like uh it is weird <laughs> yeah you're not i have literally never thought of that but it is weird yeah it is yeah um so uh hans ends up taking them to so he's very concerned because there's more trolls have escaped from their designated areas than have mm-hmm. ever there's something going down and he right. can't figure it out um, there's, they end up going to this farm where tons and tons of trees have been knocked over. Um, and the production value that they get in Norway is huge for this movie. I think like they are able to go from place to place and just with their landscapes and things, it looks fantastic. Yeah. But to me, I feel like this was a very opportunistic movie. Sure. I feel like that, oh, they found the, either they found or they wrote the script knowing that there are these huge fucking power towers. Mm-hmm. Um, up in this like gorgeous mountain area we're gonna write around that yeah it's absolutely like, it was totally i agree i'm sure you've read like filmmaking books and screenwriting books and stuff um but they always say hey gather together everything that you have access to and write your story yeah, around that's that. exactly what they did like, that's exactly what they did yeah, yeah there was an area where a tornado probably legitimately had come through and knocked a bunch of shit down mm-hmm. there was an area of woods that everything was was just shredded and it was just they looked like telephone poles just sticking straight up because so you're absolutely right that's what they did but they i'm saying they did a good job by doing that by utilizing everything that they could Mm -hmm. um so they end up finding this area where a whole bunch of different trolls are these are the ringle finches no the ringle finch was the was the one on the bridge with the christian blood that he has to get, get the blood out of i apologize which was the next one Yes, let's talk um, about Ringo so Finch then. Uh, he has to, it's been sick. Uh, so he can't just kill it. He has to get some blood before he kills it. And so he wears this basically like suit of lead armor, basically. It looks like Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and attracts it with some like sheep and goats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then throws a Christian man's blood on the bridge uh, to get uh, him to lure him there. And uh he that that troll kicks his ass so quickly bite his head so yeah. quickly he kicks his ass yeah. <laughs> he's just like i got this under control and then just pop <laughs> and then he just drops him down yeah like hans went from such the badass to yeah. just like a rag, rag complete yeah exactly like a rag doll yeah 
Um, so the Christian blood thing, here's, I have an issue with that a little bit. If you heard that there was a creature that could smell if you believed in Christ, wouldn't that make you believe in Christ? No. Like, wouldn't that mean that has to have some sort of higher power if he can smell that you're a Christian? No, it could just be that if you have a particular set of beliefs, you give off a certain set of pheromones. It's like dogs can smell fear. Okay, I'll buy that. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I feel like you bought real cheaply there. <laughs> I like this movie. I want to come up with a reason for you to give me to like it more. But so. I, again, I, I don't know. I just feel like that's probably a part of of, of the lore in, in Norway. Sure. I don't feel like that was made for, made up for this movie. No, I, I, I have no idea. Because it seems too stupid to be. <laughs> that has to be in real lore. Yeah, it might be. Um, so this troll, again, I think looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that there was, a, there was an image that, uh, I don't know if this is before or after, but it doesn't matter, um, where he's explaining like some... Uh, some of the history of trolls and things that have happened mm-hmm. and he had the, a, the history of events that were unexplained but he knows were trolls yes exactly or that had been explained but the real reason was trolls and he had like a drawing of a mm-hmm. troll that had stood up under a bridge and bonked its head and yeah. fucked up the bridge and like just that little image was hilarious to me yeah because he talks about how stupid trolls are like he saw one try to eat its own tail because mm-hmm. it's so dumb and then it rolled down the hill <laughs> yeah. like hilarious like i love that that's the mythology that they're creating about these yeah uh when he sets a trap he puts a cube of concrete on it and pours charcoal on top yep. and that's, he says the... that's the perfect recipe yeah. <laughs> so that's what they eat is yeah. rocks so uh they kind of they kind of bring him to and he goes down and gets the sample and this one it doesn't turn to stone what happens uh this one explodes mm-hmm. just straight up goo and viscera everywhere yep straight up explodes and it's very slimy yes uh they take the blood to a vet Mm -hmm. who knows about trolls and she kind of goes through and very quickly uh but pacifiably so pacifies Mm -hmm. me as a viewer Mm -hmm. justifies the the physiology of what happens with trolls that they can't convert the UV light, they so they immediately calcify within seconds, or they, they the, can't properly convert vitamin D to calcium. Yep, uh, and so the calcium builds up, uh, it becomes gas in their stomach. That's why, that's they, why explode. they explode. If they're old, no, if they're young, if they're old, the calcium builds up in their bones. You're right. I'm and sorry. And they rapidly expand, yes. and their whole body calcifies, and that's how they turn to stone. Yes, um, which again. Zero idea if like that holds any weight with what's being said. It's complete bullshit, but I I enjoyed it because yes, it, it, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's, like, it, it, I feel like scientific explanations in movies uh, are very hit and miss. And by when I say hit and miss, I mean mostly miss. Uh, and I feel like the I can't come up with a specific example, but I know I've bitched about scientific examples uh, in the movies that we've watched on this podcast. Sure. But I loved this one. Yeah, no, I'm on board with this one. Completely uh, appropriate. Like that would be a totally cool kind of scientific mechanism for this mythology of hey, sometimes they explode, sometimes they turn to stone, but nothing turns to stone. So, oh well, it's a huge buildup, rapid buildup of calcium turns their whole body. Yeah, I bought it. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, my new religion is trollism. Mm-hmm. I bought it so much. I subscribed. How much did you pay? Uh, I don't know. What level are you? Have you cleared level seven yet? I just started uh, like the summer reading program with my kids. Like there's different levels you have to do. Mm-hmm. So before you got here, like it's not just reading anymore. Before it was just be like you initialed that you read this many books or this number of pages. Yeah. And now there's like an app that you have to do all these things, not just reading. So we were doing like yoga before you showed up. Mm-hmm. It's I terrible. Picture you doing yoga. With I mean, your it kids. was kids yoga. But the best part was my nine year old didn't have to do it. It wasn't on his thing. On the app, but we didn't tell him that, so we just made him do it, and it wasn't until the end we were like, all right, well, cleared it up, off for the five-year-old, nine-year-old. You didn't have to do that, but she just did it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, now, we what are, the, what are the ones that I'm thinking of then that I thought were Ringo Finches? Mountain Kings. Mountain Kings. Um, and these ones just have giant cocks for noses. <laughs> just these are blatantly the, phallic. These are the ones I like the least. I would agree with that. Okay. Um, I figured if you said they had cocks for noses, you would enjoy them the most. Yeah, exactly. I just want to sit on their faces. Very Barker, Barker-esque. <laughs> uh, he's going to do, be doing a convention that I'm going to get to go to. Nice. I'm pretty excited. Uh, he'll be in Chicago in November, and uh, it's pretty bucket listy for me, man. I went uh, went and tried to figure out exactly how, how much do you think it's going to cost for me to frame my painting? I'm, I know what I was expecting, and I know what they told me. So, okay. See, that's so hard because you could go with so many ranges. Like, you could spend a thousand dollars. Oh, of course I could. But uh, I'm gonna say you went for something like moderately priced, good. So, two fifty. It's two twenty-seven to four is my. Ra- I didn't. I haven't pulled the trigger on one yet. Mm-hmm. But two twenty. I'll probably end up going lower just because the other stuff that I have is simple frames. Um, but I was actually happy with that. I thought it was going to be was probably expecting to put closer to four or five. But uh, cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, one of the kittens just broke my cable to my soundbar. Uh, and I just decided, fuck it, I'm just going to get a new soundbar because that soundbar was shitty. It would randomly turn itself up. Like, so you'd just be watching something, and then all of a sudden it would be screaming at you. The TV would be screaming at you. <laughs> like, what did I do? <laughs> uh, um, and so, like, I found, like, a nice one that's, like, 150 bucks, But it's, like, okay. But then, like, I found another one for that was, like, 450 bucks that's, like, really good. Um, and then, like, the one above that is, like, $1,200. So I was, like... I feel like the fact that the $1,200 one exists and is like the tier above the $450 one makes my $150 to $300 or to $450 purchase like Ju- making that justifiable. Jump, totally justifiable. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely a middle of the road guy. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Um, okay. So we've got dick faces mm-hmm. and they're stuck in a cave with them. Yes. Well, they, yeah, they go in the cave and then they spot them. Mm-hmm. And they run into a little crevasse. Uh, and cameraman is freaking the fuck out. And it's because he's a Christian. So he mm-hmm. goes through their entire bowl or bar of troll stink mm-hmm. and is freaking the fuck out because he's a Christian. Yeah. And they smell him and they give chase. And cameraman 
predictably, because he's the only one you really don't know, yeah. eats it. Mm-hmm. Or they eat I, him. Yeah, the opposite. Um, and we get a shitty digital break on the glass. Mm-hmm. Really didn't like that. Yeah. I'm uh, glad that they didn't stick with that. Yes. Uh, they because, immediately just got a new camera person. Yep. Like, oh, thank goodness. Yes. Uh, and I love like the potential racism that the woman thought was happening. She's like, you're not a, they're like, you're not a Christian, are you? And she's like, I'm a Muslim. And they ask Hans, like, is that okay? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah, that's my favorite part. It's like, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when the, the camera breaks, that is like the one moment that stands out to me as like the found footage part is she turns it on and goes, well, it still works, and then just leaves it on for their conversation. Um, and that was kind of my biggest found footage moment mm-hmm. um, where I was like, ah, a little disappointed in the movie, but... yeah. Uh, so he gets replaced, and they go look for the uh, Rantor. Rantor? Yontar. Yontar. J-O-N-T-A-R, I think. J-O-H-N-T-A-R. Right? They know. go for the big-ass troll. Yeah. So this is a 200 and some foot tall. Yeah, 200-foot tall. Giant-ass troll. Mm-hmm. And he looks awesome, too. Yeah. I, I think the movie does a great job, too, of a lot of the stuff is in black and white, so it's green. Which makes the CG more passable. In black and white. I'm sorry. Infrared? Infrared, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, So it's green, and that is more, it's easily disguisable. You say in the sentence, it's in black and white, so it's green. (laughs) What? (laughs) I knew what you meant, but that's a fucking green sentence. Uh, uh, So he's given, Hans is giving this troll everything he's got. He's pumping them full of UV light. And it's right. just kind of annoying him. Mm-hmm. It's like when Godzilla's getting shot by machine guns and he's just like a little annoyed. Well, uh, he uh, he keeps giving him a you know a big dose and then he runs out of juice. So he has to um, hook up to the new set of batteries and drive off to yep. get good distance before. Uh, but then you you see by the last time, he's definitely got a rumbly in his tumbly. He's he's not feeling. Yeah, great. no, it's it's not doing good for him. But yeah. at the same time, when you've seen other trolls get hit once with this light, yeah. and then turn because they're only twenty feet tall instead of two hundred feet tall, yeah, this is a badass troll. Yeah. Uh, Why did they chase after him? So they're all outside, and then the camera crew goes inside, and then they see him driving off. So they run after him, and then he literally yells, "Hey, don't chase after me!" I'm going to go lure him away. Starts playing like weird Christian music to lure the troll away. And they're just like, well, he said we shouldn't follow. So let's follow him. <laughs> I think that the technical reason is because that is a found footage movie. So somebody had to be filming him. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but by this time you'd think like this guy has not steered them wrong at all. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. I would listen to him. Yeah. Like, fucking stay put yeah especially if that is stay away from the troll that's going to kill you yeah yeah i'll i'll do that (laughs) (laughs) uh and he ends up going out with a ultraviolet bazooka okay so they catch up to the they catch up to the thing all four or they they catch up they catch up to the the jeep or whatever so all four pile in and then they randomly pick up a seismologist yes who is dead 10 seconds later but also they don't know could be a christian yeah but so, but they're not gonna 
just drive by him. Like they're going to be like, are you Christian? He's like, yes. But then they keep driving. Uh, they're not like our group of people, you know, are fine people. Like we don't have any reason to think that they're going to harm someone. Cannibals. Um, yeah. Yeah. But he just immediately. He dies. definitely shows up just to get killed. A hundred percent. Because they're like, well, we, we want this big car wreck and somebody should die, but it can't be anybody in the crew. No. Like, why not just have the camera lady die? Yeah, she was expendable. Exactly, because Tomas picks up the camera at the end anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so he goes out with this ultraviolet bazooka mm-hmm. and shoots him. Yeah. And I don't think I understand what happens to Hans here. Nothing. I don't see anything happen to him. He just like starts walking away. Yeah. And then they just like don't wait for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't I'm so confused. Like I think I watched it twice trying to figure out what I missed. He's just like you know, go on without me, it'll be fine. Fires into the thing and it's just like I'm a mountain now. And he's just like, hmm, cool. Uh hey, you guys maybe wait <laughs> up. No? <laughs> you told me. You I, I know I told you, but I mm. <laughs> I'm gonna come over this hill and oh, they didn't mm. listen to him once. Why? Like they? Did. <laughs> Why would they? Uh, yeah, that was a little unsatisfying that they just ditched him. Yeah. Um. And then the movie ends because it's found footage. Yeah. And the footage was just found. Mm-hmm. That was a little unsatisfying. Yeah. They, Finn comes to the rescue, um, but Tomas knows that they they can't get the footage, and then. He may or may not get hit by a semi. Like, there's a semi, like, 300 feet away. Cut to black. No more footage was found. Yeah. Uh, a little unsatisfying. Yeah. Um, but overall, for me, I love Troll Hunter. I think that the mythology that it either utilizes or creates, the uniqueness of the concept, the fact that it's found footage, they utilized it to tell the story effectively, I think. Uh, I think Hans is an awesome character. Um I love Troll Hunter, and I think that uh, that for the few things that I would pick at it are totally are totally dismissible because of the amount of fun that I have with it. Right, not a perfect found footage movie, but a really really good one. Um, yeah, and I like I like the mythology of the world. Good, we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, so I've said this name before on the podcast. Um, Brian Keene. I'm sure you don't remember the time that I've referenced him before. He's an author that I really like. Mm-hmm. The time that I referenced him before was when he, he was the guy that told the story about Jack Ketchum. Yeah. That he got offered this deal and Jack Ketchum helped walk through it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Brian Keene is also on like the board of directors of this charity called Scares the Care that we've talked about before. Yeah. And uh, so they do all kinds of charity for burn victims and kids with cancer and all cool dude. Um, he was just in an accident and got burned really bad himself this past week. Um, so he's got second, third degree burns on his head and arms and stuff. Um, uh, and there's, he doesn't have insurance because he's an author. Um, so he's like a mid-level author that makes enough to pay his bills and stuff by doing this, but he's also not this top tier. Um, so there's a GoFundMe out there. If anybody's interested in doing that, a lot of people and like, that community are coming forward and uh and doing a lot of stuff for him so 
it's cool that they're rallying around yeah it's up to like 40 or 50 grand right now for him but uh they're estimating it's going to be three hundred thousand dollars more for his medical bills so yeah um yeah a little ironic and it's cool that somebody that has put forth so much effort to helping other people Mm -hmm. they're coming around him like that he uh there was a guy who an author who passed away a few years ago named jesus gonzalez that brian Keane is like in charge of his literary estate i guess is what it is right okay um and i'm sure that the money goes to his family or whatever but everything all the royalties for the next three months from jesus's estate is going to go to brian Keane as well so that's cool there's a ton of places doing that stuff but i just kind of wanted to plug that gofundme thing yeah so check it out if you can um I always feel guilty when I do anything for GoFundMe because I feel like I'm choosing to give money here, but not to this person. Like there's tons of legitimate ones on there. Sure. But then I also, there's also seen ones that I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like if I'm going to give 20 bucks to somebody, it's not going to be so you can go in your dream honeymoon. Like, okay. Am I wrong? (laughs) I think both of like, yes, you can't, you can't. When you think about someone was horribly burned and they don't have insurance versus they want to go on their dream honeymoon, <laughs> you put those side by side, they're apples and oranges, but it doesn't mean that they're not, that one is more valid than the other. I'm not, I'm not shitting on those people for wanting to go. Like I just said that I went on vacation. I could have given way more money to anybody for anything if I would have just not went on vacation. Yeah. So I'm a selfish asshole when it comes to things as you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like anytime I give any money to any charity and I'm not, I don't, I don't make enough to give tons of money around, you know, Yeah. but I give some, but I, I always feel guilty that I'm giving it to the wrong place. Like you just, you gotta do your research and listen to your heart Yeah. and whatever you do. Autopsy of Jane Doe, Justin. Mm-hmm. Synopsis. Uh... A father and son morgue team, coroner and medical... Morgue team? You just made them sound like superheroes. <laughs> uh, father's a coroner and the son is a, uh, according to the father, basically a coroner wannabe. But he doesn't know <laughs> he's not. Uh, uh, get a... They, they catch a body real late in one night mm-hmm. and have to figure out what happened to her mm-hmm. and weird shit starts happening overall thoughts this is a hard one okay because i loved all the autopsy bits and i was bored anytime it was horror stuff uh give me an hour and a half of brian cox trying to figure out what the fuck happened in a, in a cool other autopsy like that like I will. I would watch the first hour of this movie over and over again, and like the last half hour where it's all just horror stuff, uh, bored me to tears. Okay, uh, so I kind of get what you're saying. I disagree with you to some degree in that I when I watch this, it's the third time I've seen it now, um, but especially the first time I had the uh, the Polly Shore's dead thing where I was like, this isn't what I wanted but I can't be mad at it because it's not what I wanted. Yeah. Um, so watching it again, knowing what it's going to be, 
I feel like it does have, this is a very spoilerific one. So you should really watch this movie. We deal with spoilers or we're going to spoil it, but I really think you should watch this. And we just named all the trolls and what happened to them. That's well, a little different. Like you can watch that and have the same fun, sure. but this is different. Um, this is a bit of a mystery. Yes. Um, but when there is that change that you start getting the explanation, um, I don't disagree. I still feel like the better part of the movie definitely is the autopsy. Mm-hmm. And once you start getting the revelation, it's a little, a little disappointing, but I think that from the horror aspect, everything is done so well and you've got Brian Cox doing it. So you automatically know it's going to be as good as it can be. Yeah. Um, so we have this girl, she's on the slab. Mm-hmm. What are they finding as they're going through? Well, okay. So first off things, uh, that I noticed, uh, I didn't know that the notebook was about somebody with Alzheimer's and I feel really good about that. Uh, that I never knew. I've that never about. seen the notebook. Neither have I. Uh, is this the the basement from Get Out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, like, they don't mention that he's a coroner until like thirty or forty five minutes into the movie, because it just says like mortician and crematorium, and so I'm like, I don't think this isn't what morticians do like most of the time, and then he finally says that he's the coroner. Like okay, this makes sense now, but yeah, I thought that was implied like ten seconds into the movie, because the very beginning of the movie he's trying to establish a cause of death for the other guy. Right, and I thought that the movie thought that that's what morticians. Did. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I wasn't giving the movie enough credit. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I I immediately got from the very beginning that that's what he was is. Because that's what they were doing. They had yeah. this old guy and they were trying to figure out what killed him. This is obviously a protege in the... I was going to say protege and apprentice. No. That's not it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think you were giving it enough credit. But it's just like the dude's basement. Usually like your county corner, it's going to have an office. I don't know. Like, you're going to be down in the city more. I get that it's out in the country, whatever. I don't know. Well, I think he does the funeral stuff, too. I think he's both. Yeah. And I get that, you know, coroner is just something that it's it's a voted title. So, whatever. I'm just saying. Okay. They, you, don't, call you said him, it. they don't call him coroner until about You're right. an hour ish. He doesn't call his dad coroner, sir. <laughs> He doesn't address him as Mr. Corner. Nothing in the movie does. The officer doesn't. Because he knows who it is. Nothing bothers me more in movies when I hear people say that. You're like, my friend of 20 years, Justin. Like, when I hear those type of of responses Mm -hmm. or, you know what I'm saying, my brother. Come on, sis. I hate that in movies. And because this movie didn't do it, you're bitching. I just thought the movie didn't know what it was, what, how bodies worked. Okay. But it did, right? I guess. Okay. So, yeah. So, the autopsy takes place in four parts. Mm-hmm. External, internal, digestive, brain. Mm-hmm. Which, it's weird that step two is internal and then step three and four are also internal. But whatever. <laughs> 
like he 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 talks about it. He's like, step one is external. I look for any bruising or blah blah blah. Step two is internal. Look at the heart, the lungs, and stuff. Then I move on to the digestive tract, and then finally the brain. All right, let's get started. I was like, what are steps three <laughs> and four? <laughs> Apparently, it was digestive <laughs> and brain. Um, so they're external. Uh, Emil Hirsch is helping him. He's he's Brian Cox is walking him through. Mm-hmm. They find out her her ankles and her wrists are shattered. Yes. They find out that uh, he comments how small her waist is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really make any sense. Right. They find out that her tongue has been severed. Mm-hmm. She's missing a tooth. Yes. Um, a fly comes out of her nose. Fly comes out of her nose. Um, they find peat under her nails, mm-hmm. but not in her nasal mouth or ear canals. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she's had massive vaginal trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's when we start segueing into the internal. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out if vaginal is internal or external. I mean, it, that's that's your cutoff. That's when you start, you know, you're moving into it, right? That's your bridge. Yeah, so when you cross the vaginal bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I know you hate crossing the vaginal bridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, okay. Parts of, like, a lot of this movie... There's an actual like naked woman mm-hmm. there that Brian Cox just has to like stare at her vagina mm-hmm. while Emil Hirsch watches, mm-hmm. and eighty people watch mm-hmm. them watch him. Sure, that just seems awkward. I'm sure it is, but I think that the movie. I love that the movie. There's zero sexuality oh, yeah. to her at all there's, there's zero there's no sexuality and there's no like we're gonna hide bits because they're Mm-mm. naughty it's it no. is 100 clinical yes exactly which i totally respect exactly especially because you got a 20 year old dude who in 99 in real life and in 99 percent of everything else mm-hmm. he's gonna be a perverted douchebag yeah but he's, he's gonna ga- fuck this corpse yes exactly yeah. no not in the slightest like no. he He's feeling her waist in a totally clinical way and is like, something is fucked up here. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciated that. There was zero sexuality. It's like, I have a hard time watching sex scenes in movies anymore because I just realized that that's two actors pretending to have sex while 20 or 30 people watch them pretend yeah. to have sex. Mm-hmm. And it really like takes you out of it. It's Yeah. You just like think about the uncomfortability of them. Right. Yeah. I agree. Um, so we move on to the internal. Mm-hmm. Her lungs are black. Well, they they make the Y incision. Oh yeah, and, and she starts bleeds. to bleed. Yep. And Brian Cox has been doing this long enough. A lot of these things he has some explanations for. He's right. like, that's fucking weird, but I guess I've seen yeah. it before. Her eyes were really uh, milky and yes. gray, mm-hmm. but he said he'd only seen that in bodies that uh, were days old. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wasn't rigid. She didn't have rigor mortis setting no. in. So all of these things, like he had explanations for, but it, if the explanations didn't match what else he was seeing. Exactly. So on an individual basis, he could dismiss them or go, "Okay, that leads me to this." Mm-hmm. But when A plus B isn't adding up to C, yeah, that's why he's confused. And, and it's you, they do a great job of kind of showing the confusion that's taking place as things happen, mm-hmm. um, as he's realizing that all of these things aren't adding up to anything right the way they are um so before before they make the cut 
you know, they have um, bound arms and legs so tightly that it shatters the ankles and wrists, severed tongue, uh, extreme vaginal trauma. They are, you know, they're looking at sex trafficking. Yes. Sex trafficking and prostitution. Mm -hmm. Like that's, they can't explain why she doesn't show any markings externally. But that's kind of, he's seen this before, you know, years before there was a sex trafficking ring and that's how, it, that's kind of, they presented a lot of the same things. Yep. And these characters are written really well and that this is very much literally and figuratively a father son mm -hmm. where he's teaching him, he's his apprentice. Right. And Emil Hirsch keeps trying to figure out the whys, or, you know, the stories behind it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Brian Cox is saying it doesn't matter. It's only what we've got here and that. Like you feel like that conversation has played out right. for years and it's probably going to keep taking place for years. Um, that's, that's kind of why like, I I don't like the beginning because they start with a burn victim before she's, she's brought to the table. And uh, so they finished, they finished the, the whole autopsy and he basically is now quizzing his son. Okay, how did this man die? So they've gone through all the stuff. He has pointed, obviously, because we see them doing it with her, he has pointed things out. He has made his son look at things using a bit of the Socratic method to, to pull answers out of him. Uh, so he goes, okay, how did he die? And just the son absolutely whiffs. You know, oh, you know, well, he died of smoke inhalation. You know, but the lungs don't show that at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it turns out it was a subdermal hematoma. He he got scared, fell down, hit his head, and uh, died that way before the fire and smoke got to him. And so, like, that doesn't match later when, like, the sun is taking the reins, you know. I feel like if it had been, I don't know, if it had been something closer... You know, th that scenario that he whiffed so hard at the beginning, but is honing in on, on her. Like, I don't think if, if he'd, you know, if he'd bunted foul instead of just completely striking out. It, it I get what you're saying. Better. Sure. I don't think I looked at it that close, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so she starts bleeding all over, mm -hmm. which doesn't happen. With it, dead ha bodies. it happens in about an hour, like within an hour or two, maybe. Yes. When there's been a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't make sense. So they they open her up the rest of the way. Uh, her lungs are burned. She has scars mm -hmm. all over her heart. Um, and lungs. And lungs. Um, we skipped that they pulled a piece of like thread out of her throat. Mm -hmm. Um. So her heart and lungs are all scarred up. This doesn't make any sense. They end up getting into her digestive system. Uh, I mean, that's later. What I what I skip? Uh, the the first ghostly encounter is the sun. Um, there's a noise or something. The sun goes to check it out, and that's when Brian Cox cuts himself on her rib cage. Um. And he goes. He sees a he sees a, a figure in the hallway. Um, in the mirror, turns out to be nothing, and then finds the cat dying in the vents. And Brian Cox kills the cat out of mercy, 
and puts her in the crematorium and and you know that was that was one of the last few things he had from <laughs> the, from the mom dangerously close to his character in red at this point look yeah. <laughs> i couldn't help but notice that parallel there yeah um they decided to let's let's keep working on this mm-hmm. let's get back uh they pull open her digestive system yep and they find a cloth well first they find the flower I'm sorry. They find a flower and they look it up, and it's a it's a paralyzer. Mm-hmm. It's, a, uh, it's a paralyzing agent. Yes. Um, they find uh, a shroud with her tooth that was missing mm-hmm. wrapped in it, and they look at it. it's got Roman numerals. Looks like a symbol of some kind. Yeah, maybe um, Masonic or maybe demonic. Yep. Uh, things are getting really fucked up right now. Yeah. Um, lights are going out. Mm-hmm. The radio's changing stations. There's a huge storm going on outside. Yep. Um, They're talking about three inches flash flooding. Mm-hmm. And this is the point when it definitely turns to horror. So it went from uh, a mystery autopsy mm. to horror. Mm-hmm. Um, because you start end up having, for lack of a better word, zombies walking around. Yeah. Uh, you end up with uh, ghostly apparitions. Mm-hmm. You end up with uh emil hirsch's girlfriend showing up yeah um and unfortunately meets her demise because they think that it's one of the cadavers yeah uh and she bites the bullet but this is this is the point like when they give up on the autopsy that like i literally make the note that okay i'm bored now like i was completely enthralled in this thing uh the last thing they find um before it starts going crazy is they peel away her skin and they find those symbols from the cloth all over the inside of her skin. Yes. So it's like it's tattooed between. Inside, yes. Inside just the first layer of skin. Mm-hmm. Like just inside the dermis. Yes. Uh, Epidermis. I agree. Epidermis. That is the absolute best part of this movie is the autopsy portion. If they could recreate the third act so it tied more into the autopsy, I would be more on board with it. Yeah. Um, so to, to me, like I thought, I like I didn't. I knew this movie was creepy, and they'd done the the creepy bit. Um, but there, I'm like, oh my god, was she? Are they going to go down the route that like this wasn't her skin, right? That she had been reskinned or something? Because um, that's totally cool. Like I thought that maybe like this was somebody sending a message that that you know this was the reason that the skin didn't match the corpse is because it's fresh skin mm-hmm. over an old corpse or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that would have been a cool idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, Cause they try to burn her. Yeah. They're like, this shit is fucked up. There's well, people. Yeah. So they're trying to escape. They can't escape. They kill the girlfriend and they're just like, look, the only way we're going to do this, let's, let's get her to the crematorium. And they get locked in um, by ghosts or whatever. And so he's like, fuck it. Let's just burn her here. Which, I, that's crazy to me because at this point they're just trying to live. But imagine that worked. What the fuck were they going to tell everybody I, I the next day? Insane. Like, that's a felony. That's destroying evidence yeah. right there. But at the same time, they're just trying to live. Like, mm-hmm. at this point, they'd rather live in jail than die at the hands of this bitch. Yeah. Um, but that is, like, I couldn't help but think that too. Like, this is how desperate these dudes are. Like, how, how are they going to have some splaining to do? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but luckily... Luckily, that doesn't... They just burn down everything in the, the thing, and <laughs> yeah. she's fine. She's untouched mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Emil Hirsch ends up folding the shroud together a little bit. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they end up coming up with a Bible verse. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no. He, Brian Cox is the one that who folds it in okay. half. Yep. And finds that it's Leviticus twenty twenty seven. Sure. Did you see the uh, the Republican senator that got busted in the hotel room? Mm-mm. So Republican senator from Oklahoma, I think, who of course, this is the way every one of these stories work. You already know yeah. where this is going. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't know what the, I'm going to say. What am I going to say? The moment you say Republican senator, oh, gay? Yeah, of yeah. course. He's mm-hmm. he's obviously got a history of, of anti-gay uh, legislation mm-hmm. um, and anti- uh, drug policy. You know what I mean? That's not what I meant, but you get yeah. what I'm saying. Um, and he got arrested in a hotel room with a 17 year old boy that he was paying to have sex with him, smoking weed. Uh, and they freeze framed the shirt when the cops open the door and he's wearing, uh, and it gives them uh, a Bible verse. And that Bible verse is basically like women have to obey their husbands and this is now make me a sandwich. And he's in the <laughs> hotel room. Yes. And he's in the hotel room paying a 17 year old boy <laughs> to have sex with him. How have I not seen this? It's pretty incredible. Oh. Uh, his last name's uh, Shorty. I think. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty great. You should like they did. They freeze frame on it and you can see it. And it's got a big picture of a sandwich on there. That's great. Yeah. Sorry, the Bible verse thing threw me off there. Uh, the other day I was going to lunch and uh, in front of me was, at the stoplight, was a van. And so we have a local radio station, WBCL. It's like the local Christian. And like, I don't know, one out of every ten cars I see has WBCL sticker on the back of them. Um this one didn't have the WBCL sticker. It just had a Bible verse that said Micah 6, 8, I think was it. And, or Micah 8, 6, one or the other. Uh, but nothing else. And so I was like, you know, I was like, ah, oh, stupid Bible people. But then I was like, they don't have anything else Bible stuff on their car. Maybe this is one of those verses where you think, like, oh, this is going to be inspirational. And then you read it and it's like... Uh, and then God took a shit in his pants and everything was great. <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay, when I get to lunch, I'm going to I'm gonna look that up. And I looked it up and it's like, God is great. You suck. Be thankful that you're alive. And it's like, mm, I was disappointed <laughs> in that person. It just made me think like, I, uh, maybe I want to find a, uh, a really stupid out of context thing and get a bumper sticker to put on my car. Like and people would be like, oh, you know, he's a nice Christian boy. And then they go to look it up, like, oh, what's this inspirational quote? And it's just like, and then Jesus came in Mary's face. and God. I don't think it would actually be that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I'd already done God shit his pants, so I don't know. I think that's way less offensive <laughs> than the other thing that you said, bro. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. God. Uh, but you 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 get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. I feel like you <laughs> might have took that a little too far. Uh, or maybe it'll just be like, hey, God said, don't eat shellfish, or 
like have if you if you mix fibers and clothes, you should be stoned to death. And then Good. just like that would be awesome. Like you just have like these very like pro hundred percent cotton bumper stickers all over. Like you just make that your thing. <laughs> you need to found a church based off solely that. <laughs> just like the cotton industry would love you. The church of Eli Whitney. Yeah, I like it. Um Eli Whitney's come up a lot on this podcast. <laughs> That's weird. He's formative part of running. <laughs> He's he is the rock that our relationship <laughs> is founded upon. He's the cotton ball of our yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she doesn't die. Nope, nope. Litter on fire. She doesn't die. Brian Cox is starting to really get hurt. He's got his sides are hurting. He's all bruised up and stuff. Because yeah, he got thrown around a bit. Um, he's kind of putting it together though. Yeah. And then Emil Hirsch kind of brings it home for us and basically says, uh, "the the the Bible verse references yeah. witches." Yeah. Right. And he's he uh, he's getting the Bible verse at the same time. He's like turns it on its side and next to the bible versus the year like 1663 or something yep and they've already established she's from up north yeah from virginia mm-hmm. um and they realize this they've got a, either a witch or someone that was very least punished as if she was a witch on right. the table um he's like you know salem and brian cox was like they were just girls accusing women of stuff not trying to burp into microphones um and this was a cool concept because the concept is she wasn't a witch but she went through such a traumatic event being killed as if she was one that that sort of is what turned her into a witch is that it yep that's what i thought yeah i thought she was just a witch i don't think so i think it was like she wasn't a witch but i mean that's what at least uh, email Hirsch's thought is is that she went through this and then that that whole process of trying to kill what it was ended up creating it hmm. yeah i guess he does kind of say something like that um and i thought that was a cool concept okay. but basically that's what it boils down to is one way or another she's a witch now and then here's the part that i think is the stupidest okay right so Emil, like they're trying to get in so Emil Hirsch is like trying to guard the door and Brian Cox like gets real uh, real in her face and is like, "Hey, whatever, I, you know, I'm on your side. Don't kill my boy. Like, whatever you need to do, do it to me. Total self sacrificing, sacri- self sacrificing for his son. Cool. So then his arms, his his wrists and ankles break, and basically he's she starts healing and he starts getting like all this, you know, this." her stigmata mm-hmm. right uh but then he's like on the ground and like obviously like his, his he breathes out smoke like all the shit is happening to him and then he looks over and sees a scalpel and like looks at his son and is like hey you should kill me but she is trying to do unto him everything that was done unto her and he's trying to protect his son by taking all of this. And then he's just like, kill me. So wouldn't that undo all of this? Isn't that the whole point of him going, hey, do it to me, not yeah, him? But I got to be honest, even though he's thinking that, dude's also being simultaneously set on fire, ribs broken, stabbed in the heart and lungs, stuff shoved into his stomach, a tooth pulled, 
being tattooed from the inside, he probably is not feeling the best and probably wants it to be over. Yeah. Uh, but that that paternal instinct. I don't know. I find myself panicking and thinking way too much. Like if there's a fire, like how much mm-hmm. pain I could like how how much fire could I walk through to get my kids? Could you go full Milo Ventimiglia? I don't know what that means. Milo Ventimiglia. Spoilers for This Is Us. <laughs> the dad. I'm assuming he runs into a fire. The, yeah, there's a show called This Is Us, and they just there's season two, big reveal for the Super Bowl. Because um, like, you find out halfway through the first season that it takes place in the past and in the future, or in the present. And so you follow like them as kids and them as adults and you find out that the dad died at some point. And then so their big Super Bowl thing was that um, he ran into a fire to save pictures and a dog and that's how he died. Yeah, I don't feel like that's worth it. (laughs) It was his kid's dog. I don't know. She was screaming. Yeah. Um, Anyway, my point is is that like you don't know where that cutoff point for you is going to be, right? Like, right. I remember seeing like a rescue nine one one or something like that, mm-hmm. and like this cop reached. There was a car that was on fire, and he broke the window out and then reached in and undid the buckle as the car is on fire. Yeah, and burnt the shit out of his hand and his arm. And he, but he ended up saving this person that was on fire. In the, like, you'd like to say, of course I would undo that. I would burn my hand. Yeah, it's really hard to actually do that. Like, right. um. So, like, I question, like, how much I could. Like, I'd love to say that I would just jump in. But you can't say that sitting here. They have adrenaline coursing through their body, which totally changes your no, brain. No, I'm saying I would like to say that, but you don't know until you're in that situation what yeah. you could actually do. Yeah. Um, so that's what but I'm it saying. It just seems like he makes this big self-sacrificing thing and is just like, uh, I immediately regret my decision. Kill me. <laughs> He totally might do that. Like if you're simultaneously on fire and all those things happen to you, you might do that. Yeah. Um, and again, this is all pointless because Emil Hirsch doesn't do great either. No, he, uh, they come to rescue him uh, and he can't get the door open. But then he realizes that there's nobody there. It's just the ghost. And then he sees his dead dad and he falls to his death. Overall thoughts. You sound conflicted oh, or yeah. disappointed. I, like, it's not. It's not even. Uh, Polly Shore is dead because Polly Shore is dead. Like I wrote that movie before I even watched it. <laughs> Here I came in as a complete blank slate and fucking loved what was happening with the autopsy, and then I was just like bored, completely bored. The last half hour, I could not give fewer shits. So. It, it was ultimately very disappointing. Okay. But I th- I'd still enjoyed myself for the most of that first hour. Sure. Yeah. So obviously your choice would be Troll Hunter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you fi- did you put together what our pairing was? Uh, at the end of the last movie, yeah. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Same director. I'm sure the whole time you were like, why the fuck are we watching? Is the troll going to pop out? <laughs> I was just like. I guess this is this one was my reward, and he really wanted to watch Troll Hunter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, same director. Yeah, so good. Um, next week, 
next week. So you've called, you've said this. We haven't done any zombie movies. I, yeah, I think so. So you said that. So I was like, all right, we should probably rectify this. Mm-hmm. I think you've known. I've said before. I think they're one of my least favorite subgenres. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a handful out there that are classics, and by far the vast majority of them, in my opinion, especially lately with the with the digital stuff and how cheap it is to do it yourself, mm-hmm. it's the go to for shitty filmmakers to do throw ketchup and blood and tear up goodwill t-shirts yeah and have your friends pretend to be zombies Mm. um and i get tired of seeing that i I can't do it so Uh, so this past weekend was the hobnobbin film festival in fort wayne Mm -hmm. and there was a short film that uh it was the future when like um like siri siri wins like kind of thing and then there's a zombie apocalypse okay and so uh they're gathering together all their canned goods and stuff and they get in the car and it's a self-driving car so they they go okay let's go and they take off and then like a zombie gets in the way and so the car stops and they're like fucking go and like i can't there's somebody there and so they get eaten by the zombies and like i wish it hadn't just been that one joke but I appreciated that joke. That is a good joke. Yeah. Sucks that that's an entire film. <laughs> yeah. How long was the film? Uh, uh, like eight minutes. That's basically. way too long. It should have yeah. been a two minute short. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't like, see it. It was basically them just gathering stuff and talking about um, him bragging about the car that, you know, you guys are going to love this car and everything. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Um, so... Like what I said, the kind of the two categories that things fall in okay. is you got classics and then you got bullshit backyard <laughs> zombie movies, right? Okay. I thought it was uh, slow zombies and fast zombies. But... Um, no. Uh, so first movie? First movie. Uh, collector's edition, a real scream for chiller fans. What, what's, a, what's, a, what's a chiller fan? Uh, people that love to be chilled. Oh, okay. So, um, like people really like the polar plunge. Sure. I was going to say sushi, but that's not really chilled. It's, I mean, it's cold. I don't know. Mm. My brain let me down on that one. Uh, the return of the living dead, which is weird that we're starting off with a sequel. Uh, the best zombie flick you'll ever see. Um, Okay. I I do not appreciate their DVD art because, like, I'm pretty sure that I thought that this was like the George Romero classic, right? And then the art makes it look like a sh- shitty like '80s thing mm-hmm. uh, with their mixing of like CGI and the actual uh, film stuff. But yeah. Uh, so, so it sounds like you know a little bit about this. What are what is this? I saw Night. Of, I've seen Night of the Living Dead. I feel like we watched that. We watched that in like history class in high school. Maybe that was like a seminal film, and it was a you know it had a black lead actor and everything, and we had a hippie teacher, mm-hmm. and so he liked all those things. Uh, and I, I think that this is the, is this the sequel to Night of the Living Dead? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. Was not. Do you want me to give you the question. answer to this? Yeah. Okay. So here's the answer. Mm-hmm. The 
Cornell, so Night of Living Dead comes out. Okay. Um, George Miro. George Miro wrote it with a guy named John Russo. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's disagreements or whatever between Ramiro and Russo. Mm-hmm. Ramiro goes and does Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, etc., uh, uh, etc. Et okay. Land of the Dead. Notice the word living is not any of those. Night of the Living Dead, then Dawn of the Dead, right? Gotcha. John Russo goes off in this direction. With the Living Dead. With the Living Dead. Okay, so this is the sequel, but not by Romero. If you want to call it that. Okay. This is, I don't know if it really is a sequel. Um, This is a zombie movie by one of the guys that made that film that's not George Romero. That's trying to capitalize on the fact that it's Living Dead. Gotcha. Yes. So does that... Yeah. Um, so it's not a sequel, but it is a sequel. All right. So uh, which category do you think this is going to fall into? By the smirk on your face, I'm going to say it's backyard bullshit. Okay. 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 And the uh, fact that it's not George Romero? Well, no. It's not the backyard bullshit one. Because like, the whole idea is that it's digital. It's the year 2000s. People are able to do... All of that shit. Gotcha. So, um, directed by the writer of Alien. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Um, second movie. Will you survive the battery? The first must-see zombie film in a hell of a long time. Uh, this looks more modern. I'm looking for a year, 2013. And this is the first must-see zombie movie in a hell of a long time. Keep in mind, you can get somebody to write a quote for anything. Sure. (laughs) But, like, does a hell of a long time mean, like, three months for him? Uh, This got three and a half skulls and then an exclamation point by Kier Lajeunis for Fangoria. One of the best and most ambitious zombie movies in recent history. Uh, So, this looks like typical... This looks like indie horror. Mm-hmm. Typical kind of uh, indie underground kind of, hey, I really want to make a movie. Let's go make a movie type movies. Cool. But probably a little bit better than that. think so. Hopefully. I hope. So which category is this falling into? <laughs> Since it's 2013, I'm going to say that this one is definitely bullshit. So this is the backyard, backyard bullshit. bullshit. Catch up thing? Yeah. Cool. Um, Justin, what else you got for us? I didn't get any candy this time. 